Welcome to the Fall Live Drive 2022. Um, one of your hosts, Mark Holcraft, joined by Blake Riddeman. And we are in Grand Forks, North Dakota at the UND Newman Center. Uh, it's awesome being here. It's a pleasure being here and a joy being here. Uh, we have been greeted by the pastor here at the UND Newman Center in Grand Forks, Father Markman, uh, who is newly assigned here. So he's, he's getting his feet wet. We're all getting our feet wet. It's awesome. <laughs> so... Uh, so good to be with you. We're in um, a, s- a small uh, office here, off to the side of the Newman Center, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful setup, beautiful complex. Blake, we're we're right down the road from the main campus of the University of North Dakota in Grand Forks. Pretty good sized campus, um, so the access for the college students to get here is wonderful. Um, we're excited by our guests this afternoon. We're first joined by Father Raymond Courtright, who will be joining with us. Uh, in just a few minutes, um, but a few things. If you've been listening to the Fall Live Drive, you'll know we like to start off each hour with uh, some highlights of challenge gifts and uh, some prayer with some children uh, who will be joining us soon to help lead the way, kick us off for our in the right way. Um, you, if you have been listening, you've been growing very comfortable and used to a phone number that we're asking you to call in to to make a gift to help support the work of Real Presence Radio, and that number is eight seven seven. 795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Blake, brother, it's good to be with you again because this has been a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> it has. Went a little bit north from our uh, the mothership of the Fargo studio to the beautiful Newman Center here in Grand Forks, MacDab, and in, uh, in, in UND's campus. And also right now, adoration is happening just 30 feet away from us. So in the middle of of all this busyness of the campus, there is Jesus exposed um, for people to come in and to visit. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful place that uh, Father Markman opened up the doors to us to to broadcast here. So very excited to be here and at the Newman Center. Literally holy ground. Yeah. Literally holy ground. And this is where it started. I'm very excited to talk about talk with Father Courtright a little bit about RPR all those years ago when uh, the Newman Center was kind of the epicenter of what is now the RPR network. So beautiful. Agreed. Agreed. And I understand we have some students that are on the phone with us from St. Michael's uh, Catholic School, which is the closest uh, other parish and school to the UND Newman Center. Um, students, are you there? Yes, we're here. Awesome. Who are we speaking to right now? Speaking to Jeannie Strandy, the secretary at St. Michael's School. Hi, Jeannie. Uh, Mark Holcraft here, one of the hosts. And I see Father Courtright's itching. He wants to say hi. He wants to know. He wants to. He knows his people. Yeah. Hi, uh, Jeannie. Just saw a couple hi, minutes ago. Uh, so, Jeannie, you have your fifth grade class with you. Is that right? We have a, a newly elected officer of our student council with Oh, excellent. Excellent. Um, well, Jeannie, if you can make sure that those fifth grade student reps are close to the phone, uh, what prayer will they be leading for us today? They will be leading our, our prayer to St. Michael, our patron saint. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, if they can lead us in that prayer, they can start us off with the sign of the cross and away we go. That'd be awesome. Sounds good. Begin with the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. 
Thank you. Jeannie, if we can hear, um, for those students that are there, can you just say your name, please? Each Can each student just say their name? Wyatt. Jackson. X. Emma. That's all. Uh, awesome. Jeannie, thank you. Father, do you want to give a shout-out to any of your, any of your uh, spiritual children there? Yes, hi students, Father Court right here, and also to Father Grossman. I think he's probably there praying with them. Was that the unusually deep voice over there? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. God well, bless you guys. Good oh, job. God bless you, Father. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jeannie, and thank you, uh, the, the class officers, newly elected officers of fifth grade of St. Michael's. What a pleasure that uh, you could be praying with us to get this hour of mercy, three o'clock here, um, going. So really appreciate that. Again, our number today, 877-795-0122, is the number to call in and support uh, the RPR Network, Real Presence Radio. Always, you can also give um, through the app and also our, webs- our website, realpresenceradio.com. So one of the aspects of the live drive is uh, part of our preparations is we reach out to people if they'd be willing to give challenge gifts. Those challenge gifts are gifts given for the live drive, but ahead of time to help spark uh, what we would call on-air gifts. And so some of the challenge gifts that we have received leading up to today have been, there's been an anonymous gift, uh, there's been a Greg, another gift from Greg and Mary Lou from Cooperstown, offering their challenge gift to encourage others to give generously to Real Presence Radio. Thank you, Greg and Mary. Uh, finally, another anonymous gift. And then we have Deacon Ken and Vicki from Devil's Lake offering their gift as a challenge to other deacons to give to Real Presence Radio. So uh, just a shout out to those deacons. Thank you for your service, but also a challenge to them uh, to give. Uh, we have another gift from Anonymous. Um, often by the end of our live drive, Blake, our best friend is Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of Anonymous is this. Gene and Rose are offering their gift for a healthy delivery for their fifth grandchild due in January. Congratulations to Gene and Rose and your children. Uh, another gift from Anonymous. And finally, uh, I say finally, but there's still a few more challenge gifts. Mary from Carrington would like to offer their gift in memory of her husband, James. Thank you, Mary. And Bill and Sue from Grand Forks are offering their gift in memory of their parents. Thank you to all those who have said yes to making your gift to Real Presence Radio and to help encourage and and hopefully inspire uh, others to make a gift while we're on air. Uh, Blake, there's lots of different gifts uh, or levels of giving that we've been hearing about throughout the day. Can you just uh, shed a little light? What are those different giving levels and what does that mean? Right. I mean, with generosity, it's giving to um, where you're comfortable, but also giving to the point of sacrifice. And that's different for every person, every Christian. Um, so we, we break it up into these levels that are based on a particular dollar amount. Um, 
the we have the guardian angel level which is under $250 we have the evangelist level um $250 or more the messenger level at $360 that's you know a dollar a day think of it that way that you're just giving a dollar a day to RPR you'd be given 360 $365 a year you have the disciple which is $500 or $42 a month if you kind of want to break it up over the year the apostle level $1000 $83 a month the beauty the beautiful thing about the apostle level is you are getting a a free gift which is a beautiful olive wood cross from the holy land uh, which is a third-class relic of the true cross. Today we celebrate the exaltation of the Holy Cross, and what a way to celebrate by by getting a third-class relic of the true cross. Um, and then the Archangel gift, $5,000 and up, or $417 per month. Those are the, the giving levels for this year's Live Drive. Thank you, Blake. Uh, the number to call, 877-795-0122. We are excited to hear from you. We're excited to hear from our guests. In just a moment, our first guest, well, we, we can probably dive into that right now, Father Raymond Courtright, who has said hello to his spiritual children because uh, he is a pastor at St. Michael's in Grand Forks. And Father, it's just St. Michael's, right? Is there? I don't mean any insult by that just earlier. We had a priest on and said, you just have the two parishes, but I was joking. But St. Michael's, you don't have, there's no other parishes a part of your assignment? That is correct. We are uh, a standalone parish. We don't have any uh, uh, other parishes to take care of. Well, your parish is not little. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good size. It's still the flagship, yeah. It's the flagship yeah. of the Fargo Diocese. St. Michael's. You're just bragging it up. The flagship of the diocese. For 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> when I was ordained 30 years ago, my class of five were ordained had asked Bishop Sullivan if we could actually serve uh, at St. Mike's under Father Bill Sherman. Oh, cool. Yeah. Back then it was the flagship parish, really. It was just great. No, there was, um, there was some celebration regarding Father Sherman just recently. Yes, we, what, celebrated, what his, his, uh, we celebrated his funeral. Mm-hmm. Father oh, Sherman, okay. uh, 92 or 93, just passed away a few months ago, earlier this year. We had a great send-off. It was... Uh, Wonderful celebration and one of the priestly pillars uh, for the diocese visit of Fargo. Talk yeah. about Father Sherman. What a great priest! Just a inspiration. We used to, when I lived here at Newman Center, we used to call him the Bishop of Grand Forks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he would always laugh at us. And but just a great, great man. And just so down, down to earth and um, square shooter. Uh, brilliant guy in the simplicity that was just uh, um, disarming. Yeah. Wonderful priest. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful priest. Wonderful man. Father, what, one of the things that I have come to really value about being in the northern Midwest, because this is something that Real Presence Radio, you know, our network covers 10 dioceses, or, yeah, 10 dioceses in five states, up to 2.4 million listeners, um, is that potential listenership. Um, but one of the things I find it's it's a part of the Northern Midwest charm is this affection and closeness of the people. There's something to be said about this, the rural nature uh, that Real, Real Presence Radio is in. We have a break coming in. I was actually getting excited to queue you up, and now we have a break coming in just a minute here. But maybe it will take a moment for the break. But just to think about um, these, you know, the priests, one of the blessings of the rural areas, so many people throughout a diocese get to know their priest. You know, because just the multiple assignments. And I want to come back to that. So that's been our experience with you. So when we come back to the break, we'll continue with Father Raymond Courtright. Please call 877-795-0122. Stay with us. 
I manage a fleet of vehicles, and the first thing I do when I get in them is I program all the radios to real presence radio. And the reason I do that is because, for me, when I hear real presence radio programming, I am always hearing God in some way speaking to me, and I want that for others, and that's why I put it on. So. If you're ever in the cars that I happen to be managing, you're gonna hear Real Presence Radio, and maybe you'll hear something you need to hear, because I know I always do. So I listen to Real Presence Radio. I encourage everybody to listen to it. I was a fallen away Catholic. I came back because of the、um, programming, and I also got a vocation that helped me discern it because of listening to radio. That's a whole other story. But a lot can happen, and I encourage everybody to tune in and listen to Real Presence Radio. Trust in Him and see what happens. Hey, this is Father Brandon Moravitz from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota, and the Diocese of Duluth. We are incredibly blessed here on the Iron Range、uh, to have Real Presence Radio. And in my life as a priest, we're always looking for ways in which we can get the message of Jesus Christ and the gift of our Catholic faith out into the world. And Real Presence Radio is one of those tools in our community that continues to teach and educate and inspire hearts and minds to be led to the Lord, to the cross, to the tomb, and most importantly, to the altar. I am so grateful for all that Real Presence Radio does to build up the kingdom of God in our local area. If you are able, please, please consider financially supporting the mission of Real Presence Radio during this live drive. Everything you can do for Real Presence Radio is a way in which we can build up the kingdom of God. So I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God would give you a generous heart, and I invite you to respond in great generosity to support the gift of Real Presence Radio during this year's live drive. God bless. Welcome everybody back to the Fall Live Drive 2022. I'm your host Blake Gritteman, along with、uh, Mark Holcraft, broadcasting live from St. Thomas Aquinas Newman Center in lovely Grand Forks, North Dakota,、um, here in the Fargo Diocese.、Um, the number to call to to bring your gift. Uh, to Real Presence Radio again, we are 100% listener supported. We depend on the family of RPR to to give to、um, to give to this. The number to call is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And you can also give on realpresenceradio.com、uh, along with、um, our app that can be、um, downloaded from the App Store. As well, so again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We did get a couple gifts、um, over the break.、Uh, Susie and Thomas from Dickinson, North Dakota,、uh, giving at the Guardian Le- Guardian Angel level gift.、Uh, Susie and Thomas want to thank God for Catholic Radio and EWTN. Thank you so much,、uh, Susie and Thomas, for that gift. Also, Denny and Sherry from Crookston, Minnesota. 
across the river are giving at a messenger level. Thank you so much, uh, Denny and Sherry. And Deacon Denny, sorry, Deacon Denny, the Reverend Mr. Denny, and his wife Sherry offer their gift in memory of Father Dave McCauley. So thank you so much um, for their gifts. We're here with uh, Father Raymond Courtright, pastor of, of St. Michael's Parish. And Mark, you're in the middle of uh, some questions for, for, for <laughs> well, Father Courtright right before the it's break. Good. So why don't it's you go good. ahead? I am happy to be interrupted because people's generosity is giving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. um, but one of the things... Uh, it, it's it, what I've heard a lot of in a lot of worlds. The Catholic dot to dot. So many Catholics know each other. It kind of makes the world smaller in this faith community. The Catholic world is very small. It's true. It is, and so and, and in diocese, I think diocese of Fargo. You know, some of our guests came in for the diocese of Bismarck diocese of Crookston, very rural diocese. Um, I think it just it adds to that charm, and I find that it's a real charm. And so a lot of people throughout a diocese can get, can get to know the same priest. Yeah. You know, um, I first met you when I was a youth minister at, in Crookston years ago. You knew some of my family through my wife's side. Uh, we connected. Uh, that's when you were here. You were the pastor here at the Newman Center. Um, and you had just mentioned the connection to Father Markman, how he was a peer minister uh, when you were pastor here. Yeah. That's the, I, I love that. And that's the stuff of the Midwest. Not that it's only just the Midwest that has that. But I really think... There is a charm there that is tied to faith, and it, it really builds on that understanding of the Catholic family. Um, Father, I see the wheels turning. I, what do you got to say? Uh, then I need to qualify something I said. Just uh, I'm looking at one Uh-oh. of our young guys here, and he's thinking, <laughs> what, the, what does that priest mean by saying that the Catholic world is small? There's over a billion of us on the planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's huge in terms of number, but in terms of uh, connections, of knowing people, it's yeah. a small world. It's just it's like amazing. I don't care where I go. I get on a plane. I don't care what airport I'm landing in. I'm running into people I know and who know me. Yeah. It just always amazes me. Or like, oh, I know you from da-da-da. And, you know, do you know Mark Holcraft? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Mark, blah-blah-blah. It's just the interconnectedness of the faith that's just amazing. And this radio station is a big part of making that happen. And it's fabulous because it gives you that family feeling. You know, yeah. when you talk about the Midwest, you know, because we're in our, where we live right here, we're smaller. We have a lot of small parishes. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you really get to know people well. And, uh, yeah, that's really a gift. It, it, I think it helps us to live out our faith um, with greater confidence. You know, we're not, like when I lived in Chicago, you know, every time uh, you walk by somebody, I'd be looking over my shoulder waiting for a snowball to come back yeah. my way or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, here, you know, you know everybody. It's uh, Well, I, you use a good nice. word, Father, when you said connected, because that's yeah. really, that's that's what the, the family dynamic is, is you feel connected. Yeah. Uh, you belong. You right. Know. You belong to a family. That's and, the beauty of it. And I think you that's belong, a big thing. You belong. You are important. You are loved. Uh, we want to see you excel, do well, yeah. you know, use your talents, be happy, you know, everyone's part of, uh, part of the community and participating and, and sharing their gifts in the best way they can, you know, we're, these college kids on campus are just fabulous. It's like one of the best kept secrets. Mark, when I was here, 34 of my students that I know went to the seminary or convent yeah. Twelve have been ordained priests. Hmm. Four have taken vows as sisters. Uh, three of them have taken final vows. My goodness. This is just Grand Forks, North Dakota in 12 years' yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And it's, no one talks about mm-hmm. the families and the great people who are here. One, one of my heroes, uh, and part of it was my own history of, of youth ministry, was Pope John Paul II. And that was one of the things he talked about. 
he talked about, um, of course, it, w- with him starting World Youth Days and that starting years ago, um, kind of entered our our frame of mind when he went to Denver, was I think was in 93. 93, yeah. Correct. Um, and so the, the boost in vocations that happened in the immediate aftermath, within the fi- following five to ten years, there was a boost in vocations in the United States. And the same was said with World Youth Days that followed in the different countries or cities. Um, and, you know, it's, that's, that's not necessarily, I don't think it was necessarily a superpower of Pope John Paul II, as much as, as fondly as I think of him. Maybe it was, I don't know. But, uh, but really, it, the superpower is the work of the Holy Spirit and creating a place and space and environment for these young people to just dive deep and, and to encourage them to go, to go deep because they could. Yeah. You know, so when you talk about these young adults, um, I agree. Um, that's our experience. You know, tomorrow we're going to hear from one of our new employees from Real Presence Radio, Cody Klum, who is sitting in the room right now. But he's our new underwriter, right? I know. He was there. You didn't know that. <laughs> so, uh, but he's a new underwriter. But uh, I was, years ago, I was a youth minister for him at, at the parish that he was at, Cathedral in Crookston. And it's that same dynamic, Father, of... You know, you invite these young people to put out into the deep. They go deep. They, they're capable of so much. And that's, I, I hear you speaking to that at the UND Newman Center uh, and the young adults here in Grand Forks. Um, the, just previous to us was a segment for our, our live drive in Spearfish, which was at the Newman Center there in Spearfish. Um, and so they're, they're uh, learning to put out into the deep and they're being invited into that. Um, so I, long way of saying I agree with you. It's a very exciting thing, you know, and, and I think that's part of Blake's story uh, that that you shared uh, before on air. As far as like when you entered into seminary because you were considering it, uh, and by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, discerned out. Mm-hmm. Beautiful family with six kids now, and now these six little ones are going to go put onto the deep. Yeah, um, so inspiring this morning when when they led prayer. This yeah, morning. beautiful, be awesome, beautiful. Um, but uh, Father Blake uh, jumped at something earlier, or hinted at something earlier, and I too want to go there. Part of Real Presence Radio story started here in a much smaller room that we're in. <laughs> Can you shed some light? And maybe there's some listeners yeah. like, okay, we've heard this story. I'm um, a history buff, Father, and I would love to know. Twenty yeah. years ago, what was it? Twenty years ago? I don't want to yes, age you either, but I'm yeah. going to no. age you. <laughs> I know I'm only forty, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it's 20, <laughs> twenty years ago, so. <laughs> But that's, that was the inspiration of John Paul. In fact, and that's what uh, clinched me to the priesthood as well. But yeah, it was about 20 years ago. We just celebrated the 20th anniversary, isn't it? 2022? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it was uh, one of our gentlemen from uh, John, um, businessman uh, up from uh, our north of us and a little bit west, uh, big city. What is it up there? New. Um, there's a big city an hour north of here. Grafton. <laughs> Grafton, thank you. Grafton. Oh, yeah. The raging metropolis of. I love it. And uh, uh, I'm forgetting his last name, but he showed up and said, you know, uh, KUND radio station is going to for sale. We'd like to buy it and turn it into a Catholic radio station. So I said, all right, what do we need to do to make it happen? Well, that's why I'm here. Do you have room for it? And I said, well, how much room do you need? And he says, I don't know. And so I said, I don't know either. Now, how, but so what, now I said, we'll figure it out. I said, let's just do it. We'll figure it out. But I had no idea, like, do I need a, like a building right, for this yeah. thing? Or, yeah. you know, do I need a closet uh, in the, that will fit in the library, which is what we did. 
Yeah. Actually, first the the um, um, George uh, Logren and his son Steve and another Steve and some others helped. They put in this big, huge dish back here in the alley, raising up high above the uh, roof line, and uh, ran those the cables downstairs into a closet, and that's where the receiver and the sender and computer stuff, all what they needed was all down there and fit in there for a while. So that's, I, that's I, how we started. It was in the, the basement. First, the first closet. live drive that I was ever a part of, and I, think I was just a guest, which was, I don't know, uh, it was my first live drive. I'm not saying it was Real Presence Radio's yeah. first live drive. You were working 12, for the Kirks and Diocese as the youth minister then. I, I was. I was, yep. Uh, I remember came over, and we did the show. It was a closet. I think it was a closet. Yeah, With a was. small table squeezed in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the library. Library, yeah. okay. Yeah, I remember that. So, I mean... I just remember you were here. We just said that was one of the funnest things about this station. It was just all the awesome people who came in here when mm-hmm. we had live drives Thanks. to interview, you know. I just, yeah. as a priest, I'm just like, I love this, you know. It's mm-hmm. just like you get the the hitters uh, from the Catholic Church showing up and sharing great stories. Well, and I, There's just something that said, when, when you know where the Spirit's moving, it's attractive. Yeah, and you're it is. It. It's very right. attractive. And I, and I, I think that that's, it's just a truism. It never leaves. Well, Father, can you share with us and share with our listeners, you know, I've had a chance to, to, to hear you preach and I, I, to, to be around you, but can you tell us what's your story? Like what, what led you to the priesthood? Um, it's a gift to the church. You're a gift well, that's a church. long story. It begins with my parents because they raised all of us kids to love the church. And we all do, and all my siblings do, and they're daily communicants. And a lot of times, I say I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> how many siblings? I have five five brothers and sisters. Well, you are, you are wearing clerics, so and they're I'm only wearing <laughs> clerics. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I literally am the black sheep. <laughs> Never thought of that. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Hold, hold on to that one. Yeah. So uh, no, just how we were raised. We prayed together. We um, went to Catholic school. Grew up in a very very uh, faithful family. So I. That's really the foundation. Everything was laid there. My parents protected us from a lot of stuff that was going on in the world. We lived in our own little cocoon. Um, and it was my junior year in college. I was studying at the University of Innsbruck in Austria. John Paul II came up to Munich, which is just a couple hours north. Munich, Germany, where they have the... He went to the uh, state fairgrounds where they have the big, huge Oktoberfest every year. Okay, yeah. And there's I don't know, a million people there, a couple of million people. They built this big, huge altar... Uh, out of wood, and they had all the cardinals and bishops up there, and a couple of priests can celebrating mass. And I was a junior in college, came to pray, and um, at first I was getting very angry because these kids were, and their the altar servers and their surpluses and cassocks were climbing up the back of this wooden altar structure and sliding down. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, what's going on? The poor Pope is here and the kids are goofing off. And so I'm getting a little bit angry and I'm just thinking, this is out of control. You think some bishop or priest would, you know, get these kids in line, whatever. And then I just started laughing. I was thinking, yeah, I'd be that kid climbing up <laughs> the back of that thing and sliding down about now, you know. So I'm just kind of laughing and saying, uh, I could just hear the Lord laughing at me. Anyhow. I just uh, had this incredible moment where I thought, as I was praying with uh, with the Pope, uh, I would take a bullet for him. Hmm. And then a thought came back immediately, like almost simultaneously, like, yeah, sure. It's always easy to do something once, hmm. but you could do it. Every, could you do it every day for hmm. the rest of your life? And at that moment, I knew my vocation. I'd been praying for three years to know it. 
I knew it inside and out. I've never had a doubt since. Just pierced I, right through it. So how, how old were you at that point? You're in college. Uh, I was a junior. I was 20. 20 years old. So we are talking to Father Raymond Courtright, who's the pastor at St. Michael's in Grand Forks. But we are located... Uh, at the UND Newman Center uh, this afternoon. I'm one of the hosts, Mark Holcraft, joined with Blake Riddeman. Uh, and we are in our fall live drive. And this is one of our big fundraisers for us. Um, one of two live drives that we host every year. And we just invite you, if you're feeling moved, to want to give to Real Presence Radio because you want to continue to hear these stories. As the saying goes, like these fundraisers were 100% listener uh, funded, donor funded. And so... All of what helps to pay the bills comes from your generosity. There's a few ways to do that. You can call 877-795-0122. You can also go to realpresenceradio.com and make a donation to the website or through the Real Presence Radio app. Again, the number is 877-795-0122 or go to the realpresenceradio.com website or the Real Presence Radio app and just click donate. Um, and those gifts... Uh, really, it's it's such a gift to us, but it's not just a gift to us, uh, to the Real Presence Radio staff. This is part of why we do the live drive. It's to get the, sto- the, the stories on air. For me, I love hearing stories of the priestly vocations and kind of their witness, what their testimony is. The priests give so much of themselves. They preach so much. They proclaim the truth. As Father Courtright said, you know, what he felt convicted in that moment of prayer when he was just in a conversation with the Lord and he said, I would give my life. And he just kind of almost simultaneously to hear the Holy Spirit almost knocking on the door of his heart with the, with the rather quick reply of, how about would you every day? And that's the story. And he, he, from that moment, he said he knew his vocation. These are the stories that we want to share. And your generosity is what continues to make this possible. We need it. Um, I think in our culture and society, we need it. Uh, we, we've been talking about that on Real Presence Radio. Uh, we talk about it pretty regularly because so much of what we experience outside of our faith can be can point to discouragement. It can be distracting. It can cause confusion. But on Real Presence Radio, uh, you're a family of faith and hope. What we desire is to communicate truth uh, and to point us to Jesus in all things and in all ways. Um, and, and, and also part of that impact that Real Presence Radio has is to foster these vocations, uh, to foster holy marriages. And so these are the testimonies we, we want to lift up. We want to continue to keep that space, to keep that medium, continue that medium, that these stories can be shared. So Father Courtright, uh, wanted to jump back to you as we talk about some of these. Uh, this is your story regarding that's You knew it as a junior in college. Um, you've been ordained for how long? 30 you years. Can you 30 years. That? 30 years or yeah. ordination and you're 40 years old. I know. Brilliant. Brilliant so 10, year, 10 years old ordination. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> uh, but that is amazing. Yeah, and there was a years. feeling, I got to tell you this too, that at that moment when I was with at Mass with Pope John Paul II, with St. John Paul II, it was such a, a, a feeling of peace that I'd never felt in my life. It was just... Something that, you know, I'd been uh, just making retreats since I was a senior in high school. I had my first Ignatian retreat. I knew you always pray about uh, Ignatian. So I say, when you make decisions, you know, always make it where there's a sense of peace and so forth, not when you're 
uh, if there's um, desolation. Desolation, right? So desolation, consolation. This was a consolation that was just off the scales. <laughs> that, and it was just really that saying yes that was like it's so freeing, and uh, you know it's like in a certain sense all the decisions of your life are going to be made now. Mm. Yeah. So it's like once you f- fall in love, it's like it's just okay now. Doesn't really matter which way you go, and that's with the things that you don't uh, worry yeah. about the small stuff anymore. You know, you're like. Damn. It's about yeah, falling in love. Like it that's is. what it is. Like I remember when I was at Cardinal Minch, uh, Father James Ermer um, was our catechism teacher, and he would he would try to shock us a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. try to get it, yeah, get us to rattle our cages. He's a little, good teacher. Off. Yeah, so I'm this little you know pipsqueak of an 18 year old, <laughs> 19 year old seminarian freshman in college. So Blake, how's your love life? You're like, whoa, father, I'm, I'm going to be a seminarian. <laughs> and, you know, because so, you know, when you think of how's your love life, you think of, like, you know, your girlfriend or something. Yep, yep. But what he's talking about is a real thing. Like, we are falling in love with Christ. We are falling in love with, you know, in, in your case, the bride, the church. And that's, it's okay. We have to say that out loud. Like, this is about falling in love. And then yeah. nothing else matters. Yeah. You know, there's going to be attacks, too, but... When you when you rest in that constellation, it's like my gosh, um, nothing else matters at that point. So beautiful witness, Father. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll send that. I'll let the Father Irma know that I'm going to see him Saturday. <laughs> yeah, he's How's a great teacher. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just does a great job. So, Father, I mean, thanks for sharing. You know, your your impact in helping to help get Real Presence Radio going. Your yes has borne tremendous fruit. You know, and and. This is where I love to defer to. There's a great quote from Mother Teresa, or, yeah, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and um, uh, Steve Splonskowski and I have have talked about this a few times. It's one of those Holy Spirit. I mentioned Steve as my predecessor uh, because he was the executive director who really helped steer that growth, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit moving in so many ways. But one of the quotes that he and I talked about at times is Mother Teresa's quote is we're not called to be successful we're just called to be faithful and then in that faithfulness uh, obedience not that I have anything wrong with success right but that faithfulness and obedience and the fruits that that bears your obedience of yes yeah I don't know we'll put you in the closet we'll figure it out (laughs) not knowing what that looks like and a lot of times we talk ourselves out of that we can talk ourselves out of those things because we can't we can't control it because we don't know what that looks like yeah um, Many people are crippled because of that. Yeah. They live in fear. We saw that with COVID. I was yes. really shocked how many people live in fear. It's weird. It, it was sad. Yeah. It was really sad. So it was disheartening. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have another gift, Blake, if you uh, wouldn't mind reading that. You bet. Anonymous um, from Fargo, North Dakota, giving at the disciple level. So thank you so much, Anonymous from Fargo. I uh, really appreciate that gift and sacrifice. Again, generosity is not about necessarily a huge amount, even though we definitely appreciate that. It's it's giving that sacrifice of, of what you feel comfortable with and and giving to the Lord. Because this this is a way to evangelize. I was talking to someone over the phone as I was making calls and they said, um, this is how I evangelize is giving to RPR. You know, some of us think of evangelization, we've got to stand on the street corner, but a lot of times it's just, it's giving to um, something or something as, as this to evangelize. So, and we got another one, uh, John from Grand Forks, North Dakota, giving at evangelist level. Um, John is offering his gift in memory of his wife, Margaret. So thank you so much, John, for that gift. 
Thank you, John. And thank you, Blake. Absolutely. Um, people people give. There's just such a spirit of generosity. And that's one of the things with Real Presence Radio. I've been here for two years. Um, and not only in my time with Real Presence Radio, but for a number of years have I worked uh, in the mix of just being in parish ministry, diocesan ministry. The generosity of people is amazing. It is. It's moving. Just to sit here at the screen and see these gifts popping up just, you know, it blows me away. It's just it, incredible. It is. It so is. And, and you awesome. never know where it's going to come from. And that's where like, the Holy Spirit blows where it will. You know, and, and we've been praying for that. We've definitely, we've been praying that the Holy Spirit and that the gift of generosity would really pour forth in this fall live drive. You know, we're only in day one. We have two more full days. We'll go through Friday evening, 7 p.m. And it's the, the fall live drive. It's every weekday, today, tomorrow, Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. We will be hearing from guests and hosts all over these five states and ten dioceses and sharing how the Holy Spirit has moved in their life. Stories, you know, as yours, Father Courtright, with uh, how you knew. I love that story and I love the visual, even amidst the altar servers messing around up uh, in the, the sanctuary, you know, along the altar. Just uh, just not really knowing what they're doing, <laughs> you know. Um, and yet, they're immersed in it. They're immersed in that environment. You know, and they're going to be that close to now St. John Paul II, you know, and how the Holy Spirit moved in you. Uh, what I want, I'd love to hear from you, Father, is, so you were here in RPR's beginnings. You've certainly been present all the way through to now. But when you were, when you were here and when you were a pastor in even, you know, you've been at St. Anthony's in Fargo, and I, I don't remember where you were before St. Anthony's, if it wasn't the Newman Center, and then back at St. Mike's, um, but you've been present to Real Presence Radio, you've been within our network, within our listening area, if you wouldn't mind sharing it, how have you seen Real Presence Radio moving in the lives, not only of, in your life, oh, but I the listeners? Up, I grew up with it. I grew up with Catholic uh, TV, EWTN, Mother Angelica. Ditto, yes. Yeah. yeah, we grew up with Mother. And uh, that was one of the ways I knew Bishop Sullivan, who ordained, who ordained me. Okay. We, he was, he was, uh, he was uh, uh, a bishop in Michigan where I grew up. In fact, we thought he would be the Cardinal Archbishop of Detroit one day. But uh, he went to Fargo, and uh, one of the things I remember that I knew about him, even when I was young, was that he was one of just a handful of bishops who had a Eucharistic procession every year Okay. that we used to do here in Fargo. I think you were a kid when we had it from the cathedral all the way through the streets of Fargo down 13th Avenue over to the abortion clinic uh, our Hour well, away, hour walk it. by foot away. They're you know? still they're still doing it from the cathedral and, uh, to what was the abortion facility. Praise right. God is gone. Mm-hmm. Right, and continues that continues today, which is awesome. But um, I'll never forget they they brought a wooden altar set in front of the uh, abortuary in the street, on the curb right in front of the curb there, and placed the blessed sacrament there, and everyone knelt down, and um, and Bishop Sullivan would fire up just this great, great prayer, you know, begging for protection of the babies and so forth, and then prayed for the mothers and all those who were deceived and all those who have been hurt by abortion. It was just so moving. Uh, he just had such a great love. There wasn't a, there wasn't a dry eye in the place, and not just because we were kneeling on gravel. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah. He just, and he, you know, he's such a quiet, mild-mannered person, you know. And then when he'd fire prayers like this, my gosh, it was like a harangue. Just it was boldness. just unbelievable and just so moving. And uh, yeah, so even at PM, it's kind of like it was funny. It's like I, I knew who he was for many, many years just from okay. the 
from uh, especially TV at that time. I used to see uh, some of their programs and stuff. So something I yeah knew very well, grew up with. And, and fast forwarding now, as you've been a pastor, uh, and certainly in Fargo, Grand Forks, um, have you seen fruits within the parish communities that you've been a part of? With with whether it's people listening, sharing. If you wouldn't mind sharing, we have a break here in just yes. a few minutes. But thank you for that question because I don't people think realize the influence that this radio station does. It's palpable as a pastor. Not that people are walking through the door every day saying, "Oh, I listen to the Catholic radio station right. today. Where right. do I sign up?" Right. And actually, that does happen not frequently, but it's more laying the seeds for that to happen. Yeah. As you get people listening to it, even a lot of non-Catholics are like, "Okay." What did they teach about this? And it's just interesting, because when they hear things, they start asking questions. That's one level. The other level to me that I think that's unseen is among the faithful themselves. So I'm talking about not those who are just um, baptized Catholic, but those who, who pray every day, who come to Mass on Sundays and so forth. It's amazing what the radio station does to their faith, how it strengthens them, how it gives them courage, how it helps them to share this gift they themselves have received, how it helps to deepen their love for our Lord, especially in the Eucharist. Um, and I just think about all the things that are happening right now, like when I'm talking to people about the Eucharistic revival, right away they're telling me all kinds of stuff about it. I'm like, how do you guys know so much about this? Oh, you listen to Catholic radio. Oh, you know. So it's kind of neat, you know, that it, it helps me as a teacher yeah. how much mm-hmm. people know already before I say a single word because Great of our point. radio station. So. It's those are a lot of things you just don't see, and you can't. It's, it's hard to measure, but it's the the power is incredible. People have no idea. It's phenomenal. Thank you, thank you guys for all you do. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome, Father. Thank yeah. you for sharing, and thanks for being with us for these last few minutes. Uh, it, this flew by too fast, uh, but it's always easy to be. It with always you. does. So <laughs> thank, thank you, you Father. Um, so stay with us, Real Presence Radio, Fall Live Drive. Call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We'll be back in a couple minutes. I'm Father Richard Kunst with a Papal Minute. The Church has had saintly popes, but has also survived sinful ones. Among the darkest periods in history of the papacy was the 9th and 10th centuries. If there is one personification of these dark times, it is a woman named Morosia, who is thought to have been the mistress of Pope Sergius III. Leaving aside the salacious rumors about Morosia, the noteworthy detail that most certainly sets her apart from anyone else is how many popes she was related to. Morosia was grandmother to Popes John XII and Benedict VII. Her great-grandsons were Benedict VIII and John XIX, and her great-great-grandson was Benedict IX. Were it not for her illicit involvement in the papacy, this would be one heck of an impressive family tree. This has been your Papal Minute. To learn more, visit papalartifacts.com. That is papalartifacts.com. You know, anybody that uh, writes a check we feel has taken some ownership. Sure. If it's ten dollars, fifteen, sure. twenty dollars, it's like we keep saying it's our radio station. It's right. the family's and it really is. You know the part of the big miracle started by Mother Angelica, I know she was inspired, is that EW ten is supported with voluntary gifts. EW ten does not charge us for the program that comes our way. So we need to have you really step up and support this. 
to the EWTN, we definitely don't get any money from them. We owe them. So, and then Catholic Answers, mm-hmm. they're independent as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know there's a lot of asks, but in this case right here, you can jump in your car and be fed every day. This is Susan Safford from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, South Dakota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio's Fall Live Drive. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Holcraft, joined with Blake Riddiman. We're at the UND Newman Center uh, in Grand Forks, North Dakota. It's awesome being here. Um, it's probably a little bit I, I go back to it's just easy for me to be with youth and young adults, you know. Um, your whole, the whole well, the whole youth ministry home, background. Yeah. I know it's <laughs> staying in your lane, whole craft. This is my lane, you know. And so, um, but also just in, in, you know, familiarity. It's it's always yeah. you know we talked about when you're home and when you're with family, you feel connected, and familiarity does that. It's the same root word, family familiarity. You just feel connected, and it's a big thing. Um, and so speaking of being connected with our next guest, uh, Jessica Kujina, which was so fun when I was talking with you. So I was like, I know that name. And Kujina, well, it's, <laughs> it's, an, it's a name common up here because all yeah. from the same clan, the same family. But I was like, wait a minute. So I think I even said, so I might have even said, Jessica, is that you? No. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, Jessica, this is Mark Holcroft. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Again, familiarity. Mm-hmm. And and we've been talking a little bit about that, Jessica, in regards to like Real Presence Radio. Mm-hmm. I think one of the charms and one of the um, the word that's come for me uh, just like yesterday and today, I've just been kind of thinking about it and praying about it, is there's, uh, there's almost a kind of a affection mm-hmm. that you have. And maybe that because of that familiarity um, and not, hopefully not a, a false sense of security, mm-hmm. but in knowing where you're rooted. Mm-hmm. You know, and that familiarity and that uh, to have an affection. You know, we've had a chance to hear from several priests today already. Mm-hmm. We've had a chance to hear from just a lot of the local listeners. That's what the live drive has been about. Yeah. Um, you know, hearing their stories. And there is, there is an affection for the Catholic faith amongst the faithful here. Mm-hmm. Um, Knowing the priests, even, you know, maybe the priest has moved on. I've heard stories of where some of the people, like maybe the pastor of six or 12 years has left and they've connected. So they'll drive an hour and a half just to, just to say hi to them. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they're leaving their own parish, but just to say hi because uh, they were impacted by them. You For know? sure. Um, yeah. So and now here we are, Jessica. You're at the Newman Center here. Can mm-hmm. you just tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do here? Yeah, so I work as the administrative assistant and uh, business manager here at the Newman. And I've been here, this is my eighth school year. So okay. I've been here for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's been a great fit. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And that's what you said earlier, too. It's been a great fit. Yeah. Um, how did you land here? How did that come about? Yeah, so I originally, I was living out east. I had gone to college out east. And then I was. Um, I was looking to actually go back to school for nursing. And so I was looking at UND. They had a nursing as a second degree program. Um, And actually, my mom was listening to Real Presence Radio and heard of a living opportunity in Grand Forks, which landed me over at the Newman House. And Mm, then Kathy Call. um, The Newman House that's here, part of UND Center. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kathy Call, when the position here had opened, she had really encouraged me um, to apply and... 
I was a little resistant for a few different reasons. <laughs> um, but one of them being, I didn't know where the Lord wanted me. Um, sure. And I didn't know if I was going to stay here. I knew I wasn't going to pursue nursing anymore. Okay. Um, so uh, one of the reasons I thought I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good fit was I had already planned a, a two month pilgrimage slash mission trip. Um, and I wasn't going to be here until into the school year until like October. Sure. And I didn't but, know if that I would mean, be helpful. Trying so. to be responsible. Cause we yeah. were father about like, um, just being bold. Like he just knew, you know, and, and just sometimes it just takes courage. Like you just trust. Yeah. And so here you are. I mean, you're yeah. faithful, but you're trying to be responsible. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I applied and father Luke had said, it doesn't matter if she starts late. So I said, okay, that's fine. So yeah. After I returned home, I started here. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, if you could just share a little bit of your faith life growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, I know some of your family. I know that Catholicism was in the home. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you don't mind, can you share a little bit more? Like, is that something like cradle Catholic growing up? Was there a particular point in your life that you felt like, okay, you know what? This is mine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, my parents did a very good job of providing us with a lot of opportunities to grow in our faith. Okay. Not just through, um, not only through like our local parish in Florian, but also um, they sent us to YMI camp in Fargo, and mm, we went yeah. to the Fatima Family Apostolate in South Dakota a lot. Um, and every time we went on a family trip, my mom made a point of visiting the churches and mm-hmm. kind of making every family trip had some pilgrimage aspect to it. Um, was that exciting or was like, mom, are you serious? What, 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 what oh. was, what's the feeling for you? And do you remember? What was yeah, that? What I was probably, I, I was a pretty receptive child. So okay. I really, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, yeah. And then I went to a Catholic college. I went to Christendom college in okay. Front Royal, Virginia. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those were all really good opportunities for me to kind of get because our town that I grew up in was like 20 people. It's super small. And so it helped to give me a broader perspective of the faith of yeah. other families, of kids my own age who are also practicing their faith. Like, like once you from. left home. Because yeah. Assumption Parish, yeah. Florian yep. Wright, just this yep. small town. Like it's a crossroads. Yeah. And yet there's this Yeah, less than parish, 20 people. Yeah. 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 I'm curious, Jessica, like, so you're in this small town. Yeah. And then, so what made you think, like, you know, I'm going to go to Christendom. You know, I'm yeah. going to go to the East Coast. And, yeah. Because that's a, that's a courageous yeah. to say yes. First of all, how did you hear about it? Right. And then how did you say yes to something like so that? So that was, I, I believe the my family originally heard about Christendom through the Fatima Family Apostolate okay. in South Dakota. Um, Dr. Federica, who was the president of Christendom at the time, came with his whole family, and I think he had given a talk on it. So my sister Mary Beth went for a semester and came home, <laughs> but then um, it wasn't a good fit for her, <laughs> the well, distance and everything. That it wasn't a good yeah. fit, because even yeah. when you started, you said, it's been a good fit for you here. Right. And sometimes, like, the spirit moving in that, where it's like, yeah. hey, you know what? There was no lack of faithfulness. Right. The Lord asked me to step out. I'm just trying to be obedient. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like while we think it didn't work, mm-hmm. now this is a this is a part of God's plan. You know? Right. And so yeah, yeah. Going. So the distance was too too much for her. She wanted to be closer to home. Um, but then my sister Jan went, and she went all four years. She met her husband there. They got married. They have nine kids. They still live out um, in the Front Royal area. And then. Um, 
Yeah, my senior year, I was actually all set to go to NDSU. And I thought that was what I was going to do. I was going to study engineering. That was my hope and dream. I loved math. Um, and then around Christmas time, I had really kind of brought it to the Lord and was like, maybe, like, maybe you want me to go somewhere else. Because John was kind of encouraging me to, to think about Christendom. Um, and yeah, and I told the Lord, if, if I get in, I don't know why I didn't think I would get in, but I said, if I get in, I'll go. And so I went, and yeah, that was what That's brought cool. me all the way out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My gosh. So. What, real quick, we have a couple of gifts that have come in, and uh, we're always grateful. Uh, and then we'll jump back to you, Jessica. So Monsignor Dennis from Hillsboro, North Dakota, given at a guardian angel level. And Monsignor Sconsing, Monsignor Dennis Sconsing in Hillsboro, offers his gift in memory of his parents, Henrik and Bernice Sconsing. Uh, thank you, Monsignor Dennis, Monsignor uh, Sconsing, for your generosity. Love it. So good. And then Steve and Anella from Grand Forks, North Dakota, given at a guardian angel level. Steve and Anella uh, offer their gift in honor of their 10 beautiful grandchildren. Love it. Thank you, Steve and Anella. So if you're listening and you're hearing Jessica's story and you find that you can, you can uh, relate to it, or if you just can't relate to it, but you're liking what you're hearing, <laughs> uh, the number is 877-795-0122. That's one of the ways to give. Blake, what are the other ways to give? Well, the other ways to give is on our website, realpresenceradio.com, and then our handy-dandy app. We can also listen to Real Presence Radio wherever you want to go, but we also have a nice donate button. Just click that button, just enter your information, an easy way uh, to give to Real Presence Radio. Again, we are 100% listener supported. We depend on the Real Presence Radio family to make sure the gospel is on the radio, or on the radio waves to bring the light uh, to others in their vehicles, their homes, or wherever they, they pick up Real Presence Radio. Awesome. Thank you, Blake. So, Jessica, um, part of why... Um, I really appreciate just the story that you're sharing. One, because it is relatable. You know, okay, any family that's growing that has kids, this is this is one of the decisions that eventually hits mm-hmm. not just the student who's preparing to graduate, but that, that impacts the family, mm-hmm. right? We Our oldest, we have six kids. Our oldest just went on to University of Mary. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, Mary was not on his radar at all. You know, he wasn't thinking it. Uh, he was wanting to go to school in Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. He had different plans, and he was pretty sure he knew, his, knew what his plans were. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then he allowed the Lord to just really, you know, uh, as they say, invade his space, mm-hmm. you know. And um, he's been, I think he's just really trying to be faithful and receptive to that. Uh, yeah. And what I appreciate hearing him say is he doesn't know that he'll be at University of Mary the whole time. Like, I mean, he thinks mm-hmm. he does, but he's also, yep. he's aware now that, Maybe not, like mm-hmm. you know. I, so he's only been there a couple of weeks, but yeah. even the experience that was for my wife Meredith and I, and the impact that that has, because he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Every younger kid is watching. Oh, totally. You know, and yeah. so we're seeing that. And that, I, I don't know if you mentioned this. You know, you have a pretty good sized family. Where do you fall yeah. in your family? I'm the youngest of six. Youngest yeah. of six, and how you mentioned how Jan was kind of your yeah. oldest sister. You know, kind of encouraging you. Yep. You know, with a, a little extra push yeah. as far as uh, hey maybe you should check this out yeah um and then there you go and you decided did you finish uh like did you finish your studies at christendom i did i took a little hiatus in the middle um yeah. and then yeah i graduated in 2010 with a degree in theology so and you've and you've 
Not quite been here since, but pretty close. Yeah. Been here since. Yeah. And a degree in theology, and here you are at the UND Newman Center. Yeah. I'm sure bringing that experience, that knowledge, it's so good. So yeah. good. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to take a break here in just a few minutes. Uh, but on the other side, so stay with us if you're listening. On the other side, we're going to continue with Jessica Kujna from Florian, Minnesota, but now here in Grand Forks, North Dakota. So when people say, like, what good can come from Bethlehem because it's so small? Yeah. Like, hey, Florian, Minnesota. <laughs> good is coming from Florian. Yeah. So it is good. Um, so stay with us, Real Presence Radio, or you can call, make a gift to 877-795-0122. Stay with us. <laughs> 